Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Business Creators Radio Show. I am your host, Adam Homey, and I am so glad that you made the wise decision to join us today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who have your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment. Explore our episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and discover how we can help you win at the game of business and marketing. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show and we'll come right to the top. Make sure you subscribe. Fresh content added every single week. Every five-star rating greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Today, we are going to talk about how to create online authority using social media. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, one of the most popular tracks of episodes are episodes related to social media. We've talked about engaging influencers on social media. We've talked about the quick and easy techniques to get more out of more social media platforms in less time. We've spoken about mistakes on social media. We've talked about discussion groups on social media. And today, we're going to talk about how to create online authority using social media. And to help us with that, we have Don Jensen of Virtual Options. Dawn is a sought-after international speaker, social business strategist, and digital marketing trainer. She founded Virtual Options, which is one of Central Florida's boutique social media and technology training firms. She's trained thousands of people on technology, social media, and digital platforms since 2005, providing training support to clients in the United States, Canada, Europe, and down under in Australia. She launched Social Media Firestarter, a resource platform to support business and marketing professionals and their clients to create a branded digital marketing presence and build their online influence, impact, and authority. Dawn, welcome aboard. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. I'm the one that's honored. Before we get started, I just read off your uh, Stentorian official bio there, but what we like to do here at the Business Creators Radio Show is just sort of take a quick step back and get kind of the backstory. Give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you. So if you could just tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are today. Okay. Well, I guess it, it, um, I guess it would be great to, to let you know that I help um, Central Florida. I am a Florida native, which right. dictates a lot of my attitude and my work and um, kind of lifestyle. One of the things I really like is, uh, and one of the things that brought me into social media was actually I've, I've been in the Navy, was in the Naval Reserve for eight years, right. and as a journalist and public affairs specialist, and that um, that impacted the way that I work with my clients and the way that I see um, media and um, media in general. So it's an intersection between journalism and social that really works well. And training, training in the Navy actually taught me a lot about people and, uh, and believe it or not, about business. That's fantastic. And I want to thank you also for your service. Every time I encounter somebody who served in the armed forces, whether it's the United States or any other country, I do like to take a moment to express my gratitude because that is a very important commitment. 
Thank you. You bet. You bet. Now, here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody shares with them except for time and money. Now, this is a question we ask every expert who appears on the Business Creators Radio Show. What I like about it is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So you tell me, Don, how does what you're going to share with us today, how do time and money impact what you're about to share with us? So usually you have, most people don't have a lot of time. Um, business owners especially, they're working in their business, they're working on their <laughs> business. So you, you either do one, the other, or both. And if you have enough money, you're building team or assistant or a virtual assistant to help provide some of that for you depending on what you do. What I think is that whatever your, whatever area of business that you are looking to grow and social media, digital marketing included, you actually need to have a solution that works with the way you do business. Right. Right. That's, that's also very true. And I do want to mention that when you are an entrepreneur, many times you are simultaneously—excuse me—simultaneously working on your business and in your business. We can talk all day long about the <laughs> about the benefits of one versus the other and how to get from one to the other. But the reality is, in many cases, you're doing both. You're both in the business and you're on the business. And somehow, between all that and occasionally getting something resembling a nap to replace what most people consider a night's sleep, you have to squeeze in a little bit of this social media stuff and sometimes the energy is just not there beyond uh, commenting on people's pictures and looking at funny pictures of cats now i personally believe that ah. funny pictures of cats is <laughs> fine i have a couple funny cats that live here in the apartment and during the course of our time together you may start hear some jingling bells uh they do keep bells on their pretty girl jewelry their collars and uh if they ever come up to me and want to nuzzle me while we're on the radio show uh this is their house so you know, they uh, they can do whatever they want. I don't put them in the room or anything like that. Because around here, nobody puts baby in the corner. So just wanted to That's let you guys right. know. And our listeners know that every so often, Sandra will jump up on my lap here. She always tends to come around me whenever she sees me uh, on, uh, on the phone with the headset on. So, uh, yep, in fact, you can hear some jingling. They're both heading this way right now. They heard their names. What I'd like to do here is... There's one thing I do want to clear up here before we jump into things. Um, there are a lot of social media experts out there. Now, I've met some bona fide social media experts and people who have really gotten results. And then I've gotten the folks who uh, created a Twitter account and got somebody who wasn't their relative to follow them. And now they're a social media expert. So what sets you apart? Wow. I, well, I, I, it's funny. I've trained both of those, actually. <laughs> uh, I, and... And, and they're very passionate about what they do. So, you know, if they're passionate, hopefully the, um, the structure behind it and the education behind it follows. So what do I bring to the table that's a little bit different? I am a almost 20 years technology training veteran, which, which means simply that I have worked with technology training and applications, uh, training clients on software and Internet, um, whether it's their small office, home office, boardroom, and um, and even in operation, and so what that what that looks like is that when technology started moving from Web 1.0, which is basically email and newsletters and things that we used to do to market ourselves as small business owners, 
to Web 2.0, which is this whole aspect of social, meaning that we can share instead of one to many, we can share many to many. Right. Um, and even now Web, Web 3 and Web 4.0 that's, that's coming around with augmented and virtual reality, we are looking at what sets me apart is that I've worked through all of these things that I tend to, when I work with my clients, sometimes it's not even a problem with social media. It's not even... It's not even a time or money issue. It is just simply the fact that they have something that's missing that if put or when put in place would make a difference. And that doesn't necessarily have to be anything online. It's been interesting. Um, some of the clients that I have working with their campaigns and in their strategy, uh, they get stuck in, the, in what I call the, the smaller things. It's the actually the computer, the fact that the computer doesn't work, or the fact that the software, they don't know how to translate what they do offline um, to what they do or who they are online. So right. it's, it's more of the human than it is the technology that we that I love working with because you as a business owner have a body of wisdom. You have years of experience. You have a core knowledge group and a knowledge base that you're sharing. And it's when you decide to inform, educate, entertain, empower, inspire, utilizing what you know to educate your uh, prospects and, and clients, that's what sets you apart from those that do what you do in your industry. And your job is not to post on social media. Your job is not to slap stuff up like a Jackson Pollock painting and hope that it sticks. That's not your job. There are tools for that. Your job is to engage just like you do your clients every single day. Right. Where would you have people start in terms of creating online authority and becoming an influencer? Right. So there's a couple um, things you need to look at. So you need to find kind of a baseline. Uh, when most people start on social media, they either have a presence or they have some kind of presence or they want to build a mo more robust um, presence online. So they either are looking in one of three areas. They're looking for visibility, which means that they, they just want to know that they're being found, um, not necessarily what well, we have, the SEO, SEO um, components. But in social media, what we're looking at associated what I call embassies and outposts. And um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We have credibility, which means that they already have a presence online. They're just looking to promote themselves or what they do in, to a wider audience, but they don't necessarily know the vehicles or the platforms to do that. They may not be aware of where the fish are. We want to fish where the fish are, where their audiences really lie. Um, and that's really getting clear on who their core audience and their buyer personas are. And there's thought leadership. So visibility, credibility, and leadership, whether it's thought leadership, industry leadership, or tribe builders as as the monikers go, and this is where when you are one of many who are either financial advisors or business consultants or coaches or trainers or insurance agents, realtors, to separate you from everybody else is getting to really clear on the platform in your sweet spot, um, who you are for the people you serve. So when we identify that, then we take a look at, okay, what platforms you're, you're going to look at, and one of the easiest ways to do that, kind of a, I call it a litmus test, is to go to sites like um, 
I call it Moz. It might be Moz, M-O-Z.com forward slash local, and put in your business business name and put in your uh, zip code, and that will give you a, a just a kind of an, a peripheral indicator of what's coming up on you uh, as far as you bring your listed, right? So we also want to find out where, and that's, when I say listed, that's the Google being hot frog busted web. That's the Yelp and Merchant Circle and, and Yellow Pages. But the other thing is to do an, uh, a litmus test on where you are in social media. So while you can Google yourself and Google the business and even Google your competitors on Google and Bing and, and Yahoo, the other thing that you need to consider is that you need to look at what's being said on social media about you in places like socialmention.com or social-searcher.com, these are search engines for social media and blogs and wikis. And what these provide is a way that you can see whether your tweets and your, your Facebook posts and, and your YouTube um, videos are coming up whether they're, at least on social mention, whether it's positive, negative, or neutral, whether you have a little bit of virability to what you're, or what I say, sticky, stickiness, like peanut butter on the brain, if people are right. liking what you post and, and, and sharing it. So that's where I would start. Right, 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 right. So that would be the beginning point for that. Now, see... Still, for business owners and entrepreneurs who are both working in their business and on their business simultaneously, trying to find time to take a nap every once in a while, building this presence can seem daunting. So let's say that, uh, you know, regardless of whether I already have a social media presence, which I happen to have a very robust one, or we're speaking with somebody who may be listening today who's just starting out, what would be the first steps to take? Uh, in fact, let's imagine that, you know, you're, you're, you, you open up your computer, you open up these uh, social media accounts, you have your LinkedIn, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Google+, your Instagram, your Pinterest, and all that other stuff, and you're thinking, I want to do more than share pictures of cats. Right. So it would be, when I, if I opened up all of those, I would say, holy crap, I'm over this already. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to go take a nap because I'm over it. Yes. Um, you know, but here's the thing. Wherever you are is a great place to be. Um, but I would start small, meaning that just because there's a, there's a great site called NameCheck, uh, N-A-M-E-C-H-K.com. And it's a site where if I put my business name in there, I can go through and see if I have a Twitter, uh, Google, YouTube, Facebook page that's available. The username or vanity URL is available to me. Ah, but okay. I have, I have a, and that's great for branding. And you want that consistency, that, that what I call naming convention. The problem is more is not necessarily better because if you can't manage what you have right now, and you're not starting small, and what I mean by that is based on your industry. For most people, you know, we have over a billion fish on Facebook. We want to have a presence um, on, and having a business page, not a profile. I'm not talking about personal profiles. I'm talking about business profiles. If we're professionals in field, whether we are um, as individuals or we are because we own companies, we want LinkedIn. And if we want, you know, um, whether we're very visual-oriented or what we, our products or services are visual, it may be YouTube or maybe Twitter or maybe Instagram. But I would, would start with 
three, maybe three to five networks, depending on the time, and make sure that those are fully, uh, those profiles are fully vetted or fully um, robust, and, and that all our information is there. That way, we can always build to that with our Instagram or our Meerkat or, or, or you know, a four-square swarm, you know, depending if we have a brick-and-mortar location. So you've got to be able to manage the assets, the digital assets that you have effectively. If you do nothing else, if you are, you know, over it and, and have literally, if you can carve out 20 minutes a day, you would be checking social media like you would be checking email, which is hopefully down to twice a day, morning and afternoon. So you would look at a tool that would allow you to, and one of my favorites is Buffer App or Buffer, BufferApp.com, yeah. that would allow you to pull in information to share and then buffer or syndicate or send it out at given times of the day while you're out working or doing projects or meeting with clients. So um, starting small, building deliberately is the second thing. After you've got those one, two, three social platforms managed and it's effectively and you've got a tool to help you with that, then you can build up and build more, maybe in the visual marketing realm. And then you're consistent. Whatever you do, you want to be consistent. If I'm only, if I'm consistent because I'm posting once a day or three times a week, I want to make sure, no kidding, that I'm posting three times each and every week. I don't want to have a post here and then two weeks later there's another one and two months later because what you're doing is you're obviously you're training your clients um, and prospects to see what, where the expectation is. And if, you're, if you don't have a presence on social media, then that shares a lot about you to your prospects already, which means either you're not up to snuff on the technology, which may mean that you're not up to snuff on your industry standards, because we all assume, not like the truth, that's what we do as humans. And the other thing is that um, you are not at the helm of publishing the best information out there, because you know your industry better than anybody else. And if you're an entrepreneur, you know it from A to Z and Z to A. So you are the best person to explain that and share that. And a lot of what you do, if you think about this, a lot of the questions you get asked as entrepreneurs are what I call the, what we see on websites also, frequently asked questions. These are things you get asked over and over again. Um, these are wonderful bits, nuggets of information that you can share on social media because we call it evergreen content. Uh, we call this it, because it never loses, it never loses its luster. It's always current and relevant information, and that's information that you can share over and over and over again. Um, not repetitive every single day, but maybe every other week or certainly every month, because your audience will always change. The times that you post on social media will be different, and your audience will be different. So. We have only about 10% of the people that we're connected to on Facebook or that follow our page or less even see what we post. So posting something today and then posting something tomorrow at uh, 8 a.m., you're going to have a different audience, even if it was the same information. Does that make sense? 
That makes perfect sense. I've seen folks who zero in on Twitter and put a lot of their energy into Twitter who will study who follows their Twitter on a daily basis, uh, the demographics, uh, where they are, what they're doing at that time, and they'll put out different messages throughout the day depending on who is most likely to be on Twitter seeing their tweets at that given time. Because think about it, as a human being, you know, you're in different modes doing different things at different times of day. It's not like you wake up in the morning, immediately go straight from your bed to your desk and open up your laptop and just sit there till the moment you go to bed. Well, you know, at least 10% of entrepreneurs don't do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and that Twitter, that's a very good strategy. That is very, very good. Right, right. In, fa in fact, I'll even go so far as I remember hearing from somebody, it might have been Perry Belcher. In fact, I think it was him, actually, who would do different types of messaging depending on the time of day. So uh, there would be a certain type of messaging he would send very early in the morning because he knew that audience would be watching it. Uh, then mid to late morning, he would target messages towards stay-at-home moms because they were most likely to be online at that time. Then in the afternoon, he'd pick up another segment. Then in the evening, he'd pick up entrepreneurs, I think. I think that's all he said. I think this is in the evening, he'd, went, he'd go for entrepreneurs because they were they would either be just wrapping up their day or they would be in that place where they were most likely to be attentive to messaging. And then he would also schedule things to go throughout the night as well. And him and a few others actually i've heard similar stories but they look at things like that like uh, you know what is the typical person doing at any given time of day and when are they most likely to be online so you think about it uh, a, a mom who stays at home or a mom who works at home is most likely to be on what late morning early afternoon yeah, between nap times and feeding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, I know. A lot, I know a lot. A lot of moms who are entrepreneurs who run their businesses from home, and their peak time to be online is between nine a.m. and two p.m. The reason being is by nine a.m. they've just gotten back from taking their kids to school, and around two p.m. it's time to start getting the kids home. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. And and think about this: if, if you're really looking at the demographics of your, and psychographics of your audience, you know those same moms spend more time on Pinterest than they do on LinkedIn. So, you know, uh, some statistics, and it hasn't been recent, um, the last ones I've read was, let's see, Pinterest, they're about an hour and 17 minutes a day on Pinterest versus 33, 37 minutes on Facebook or 17 minutes on LinkedIn. Right. So, you know, it's, it is really, really key to get clear where your, where your audience resides online. And, and, being able to do that, then you can go ahead and start building your digital embassies and outposts so that you can start providing that online authority and influence where you are. That's great. That's great. Now, you know, we've been talking about uh, what people are doing during the day, what it means to be an entrepreneur, working simultaneously in and on the business, wondering when you're going to get a break. So let's say you do some of these things to begin establishing your authority on online marketing, and then the traction just about to start kicking in, and all of a sudden, life, work, life starts getting in the day. So life starts getting in the way during the day, rather. So how do we, uh, how do we keep that momentum going when we get the traction and then suddenly life starts to get in the way? Well, I would wonder, well, I'm thinking about what you're saying, and Adam, and at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, if you have all your embassies, digital embassies set, and you start looking at content, um, and, and in the realm of let's 
let's work with the way that you do business. So if you're visual, if you if your products or services are visual, you know that you're going to focus on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook, which is highly shareable. Um, if you are someone who kind of thinks on their feet and they're better off podcasting like you do, whether it's uh, Blog Talk Radio or Spreaker or Stitcher, uh, you're going to want to, those are apps that you can carry with you on your tablet or your iPhone. If it's something where you're looking for, you've, let's say you're a mom and you've got maybe 45 minutes to create some fantastic visuals to share, whether it's on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook, um, go head over to Canva.com and take a look at what you can do to create all of those things, those graphics, very, very easily. Downloadable, shareable content. So whether I think the next thing to answer your question is those social media management tools are going to be a key step for you because the management tools can also include curation. Curation of content that's already out there, not your original content, but certainly you can curate that as well. And I mentioned Buffer app before because it has RSS feeds, which basically if you are looking, if you have for entrepreneurs, if you're working with other entrepreneurs and you want to take a look at, at the articles from Forbes and Inc. and um, maybe a tough post or Mashable or um, places like that to pull the content, pull the feeds in so that you can curate that information. So that while you're out picking up the kids or while you're out meeting with clients, that your content or at least your post, uh, your information will be posted on your social media while you're away. So that helps to manage some of that overwhelm you may be feeling. The biggest thing into what separates you from everybody else that does what you do is actually your original content. It's your creation. So that is in the realm of whether it's blogs or video or, or podcasts or visual pins um, that you can create. And I think that would be, that is actually what separates whether it's the men from the boys or girls from the women. That's, that's the consistency in posting that's going to give you that leverage or that edge. Right. So what it really comes down to is finding a way to be persistently consistent and looking for ways to get technology on your side. Absolutely. Right, and I think that I think that's pretty strong advice for all of us. Um, what I'd like to go, where I'd like to go now, and I actually have a couple questions from the audience, who from folks who knew that we were going to be bringing you on to Business Creators Radio and wanted to get your insights on a couple things. But let's start out with, in general, um, what are some of the mistakes you see business owners and business creators making online? It could be impacting in an adverse way their authority status on social media. I think one of the biggest things is they're using their personal profiles for professional use. So in Facebook, that might look like um, it might look like using their business logo. LinkedIn, using their business logo as a profile picture. Right. I've seen business logos. I've seen QR codes. Um, when they're looking and sharing information, they're not sharing from a or not sharing out there. And this is more not social, but just in general business. They're sharing a Gmail or AOL or Hotmail address, not necessarily a business address. So even if they have to go and purchase a domain name and, and have email forwarded um, to use a business address, that is going to be key, especially especially if you're doing something like a LinkedIn company. You need a company address to be able to create a LinkedIn company page. And 
which remind me of LinkedIn company pages because there's some really cool things that you can do on that. But that's, that's the other. I think that they, there's a, there's this mentality sometimes when you get out as a business owner, you really want, you're so passionate about what you do and what you provide that you want everybody to know about it. And what happens is it can come off with the, the aspect of, look at me, aren't I great? By my crap. There you yeah. So it's, it, I, I've also seen people post their business cards. They scan their business card, they post it. That's their post. That's all they post. That's wow. Every, every post. So you, you kind of run the gamut. If you are genuine and, and, and for those of us who utilize our profiles on, on social media, I do. I engage with people that I'm friends with and I have family on there, but I also engage with professional contacts. Right. Make sure that you're more interested than interesting because it's not all, it is about us because we're on social media, but it's not about us. The fact that we're interested in what's going on in other people's lives makes us more interesting to them anyway. I see what you mean. Uh, Just a couple things I'd like to point out from my own experiences here is I have seen this happen, and whenever it gets done to me, because it happens sporadically, somebody will post something on my Facebook wall, and it will, you'd think it was them saying hi, or saying, or you're sharing something, but then as you read through their, their little thing they put on your wall, you realize what they are doing is putting a very thinly disguised commercial for their own services, and I delete those without question. I... That, it's such a sad form. It's, it's that etiquette. The same way that someone joins a Facebook group and then tends to hawk their Ray-Ban sale or their, you know... Um, anything. Uh, Any, anything. Home uh, party, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah well, you know, if, you want, if you want to talk about discussion groups, I, I'm the creator of the Discussion Game Blueprint, which is a course that we offer through the Business Creators Institute. And one thing we harp on over and over and over and over again, because this is so important, is when you're using discussion groups on Facebook and LinkedIn, which are social media platforms, as a way of establishing your authority, the less you sell, the more sales you'll make. Exactly. I mean, people go, I mean, people go around and you see all these marketers out there who will advertise what they're saying is, if you want to understand how to do selling without selling, and I say, you know, you don't need that, all that stuff. What you need is a good understanding of persuasive language and neurolinguistic programming as a way of communicating on a daily basis. And then you need to achieve your mastery of discussion group game on platforms like Facebook and LinkedIn. And all you do is you go in there and you help people. You provide value. That's how you do it. You you help people. You provide you provide value. You yeah, and when you are being helpful and you're providing value and people are gaining from having you in the room, if you do it the way we show you how to do it, then the first reaction people are gonna have when they see you in that discussion group is they're gonna say something like who is this Dawn Jensen who I'm suddenly seeing everywhere, and why have I had not heard of her before? What rock have I been under? That should be the first reaction. Then the second reaction should be should be they start jumping into threads where you're participating just so they can be in the same thread as you in the hopes of making a connection. And then the third step, of course, is they use the skills to make the connection. You do that. 
you do that. And, and there is absolutely no selling involved whatsoever. In fact, another thing that we share through Discussion Group Game is, and this is a business creator's radio show, so I'm allowed to talk about my own products if I want to. But for others, you know, you don't do that on other people's social media platforms, is you, you don't, if you're doing this right, you don't have to tell people what you do. Because they'll be so intrigued by you, they'll find out for themselves. Which leads to, and if you could share your thoughts on this, I know this may be a little bit outside the pale here, but this question that we got from the audience really is triggering me here, is I can what, tell. <laughs> what are some of the, yeah, thank you, thank you. What are, what are some of your recommendations for having your profile set up? And it may be different things for different social platforms because we have to understand that. So that when people look at your profile, they take a 10-second look at your profile, like they saw your name show up in the discussion group, they want to see who you are. Or they saw you quoted in an article somewhere online, and then they find you on Facebook, they want to see what you're really up to. What are some things you can do with your profiles so that you instantly show people, I am an authority to listen to? That's a good question. So, you know, I would put myself in, I think everybody has this, um, for my stalker mentality. I, I think when you find somebody that's interesting, we go, I stalked you, Adam, on, on LinkedIn. In fact, you probably have an invitation in your inbox right now. Okay. So, one of, the, one of the things about that is, you know, when I go, if I'm looking for somebody who's serious, who's in business, then I'm going to go on LinkedIn as my number one. Um, I might head over to Twitter or Pinterest, depending on, on what they do. And on YouTube to see as well. But I really am interested in what their title is, what they call themselves. And I want to see, in their own words, this, what, they're, what they've accomplished. Because, and I'll give you an example. In, in social media, as you mentioned, there's people that have done this a while. There's people that, that um, transition from one entity and then they decided to do this. And, and it's all good, but for... For me to look at the credibility of somebody, I'm going to head over and see what the resources that they provide for me as a client to see if that's even a fit for what I'm up to. If I'm looking at LinkedIn, I'm going to head over to their LinkedIn company page to see if they actually, you know, they are in existence and they've been there a while. The profiles themselves for me are important because I'm looking at headlines, what, who they are for the people they serve, who they are for the people they serve. I want to look at their posts. Right. Whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, what type of posts are they posting about themselves? Are they posting about content? Is it is the same thing goes? Is it, are they providing value? If I head over and, and Google them, or maybe go over to Social Mention to see if they've been um, listed, or I might go over to Rebel Mouse and take a look to see what types of media, or maybe Newsly, that might be even better to see what type of uh, where they've been listed in social media, or where they've been listed in. Um, in journals and, and things like that, to see if there's any recent activity or recent articles and things about them so that I can dissect it. One great thing that I, I've, I've noticed is that when people find, when you find a profile that you really like, you, someone you can resonate with, especially it might be a really great strategy, strategic partner, um, that, that you're not competing against them, but you really like the way that they do what they do. You can take the best parts of that and incorporate that into your own. So whether it's headline, whether it's aspects of summary, whether, you know, maybe it's groups that they've joined or organizations and you want to take a look at emulate a lot of the, the best parts of that and then leave the things off that doesn't make a difference. But what sets your part when you look at a profile is 
um, where, where there's thought leadership. They have a decided opinion. When Adam, when you're talking, you have a passion about you that that's unmistakable, and you're very exact and specific on what people need to do to show value, especially through discussion groups. Thank you. Sharing that, but sharing that from a place of, um, if we looked at this as leadership, expert in field, um, uh, in that kind of vein, you've got um, websites, SEO landing pages, kind of that's kind of what you do, not necessarily who you are. What I hear is who you are. And your, your leadership, digital leadership, entrepreneurship, if those lines all cross-sect or intersected into each other, standing in the middle of that is and should be your thought leadership and your presence online. So it's matching that with what you're actually posting. So when I'm looking for, if I, I see a video or I hear a podcast of somebody and then I'm, I'm looking them up on social media, I want to make sure that they're, what they say and what is printed digitally is the same. It's consistent all the way across the board. That's good. That's good. Um, while we're at it here, and I know we're talking about establishing authority, and I know there's one more thing you want to share with us, but i got to get something else in here. I am seeing a trend uh, that's been pointed out, and it's been a topic of discussion in some of the groups I'm in, where people are adding media logos to their to their profile photos on their social media and uh yes. and, and and some of them i think are legitimate uh, i mean my personal opinion is that some of these are legitimate like if you really were quoted in forbes yes. or you did submit an article to entrepreneur magazine you were seen there that is absolutely legitimate but where in social media in, in terms uh, of establishing yourself question. as an expert authority is it appropriate to use the logos Okay, so I what everybody I I'm, I'm going to premise this preface this with I get that people want to position themselves um, and 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 effectively to provide the most bang for the buck and the most value and to get get up where they think they need to be um, right away and and the caveat is. There's ways that you can, and I'm going to use a Navy term, gun deck it, where, uh, and I'll tell you exactly, if you've seen them, you've seen them on social media, you've seen them on Facebook, you've seen them on LinkedIn, where they have CBS, NBC, CNN, as seen on. And for the people that actually write and contribute articles and have blogs and, and, and do that, it's awesome. They do a fantastic job, and they've, they've worked at it. And there are, or is, I know of at least one, uh, a company out there that that will provide this for you for a fee, um, a few hundred dollars. Yep. And what that basically is is uh, they will let me think. Okay, they will write a story on you, and then they will submit it via PR Web or PR Wire. And if it gets picked up by a CBS affiliate in Podunk, Idaho newspaper or radio, then boom, you are already been nationally nationally um, as a contributor of some sort to CBS Radio or CBS News or CBS. Right. So the, the problem with this is it's not authentic. And although, yeah, you, you have those wonderful logos, there, you have to understand that if one, a few people have them, then it might be, might have some 
more weight. But if you see more and more people are buying into this as a way to create authority, and just like McDonald's on every block or Starbucks on every block, once it's there, it loses it loses its uh, it loses the edge. Right. Number one, and number two is it's not it's not a true offering of who you are. So right, you know a right. better route. <laughs> a, a, there's a lot better routes to to, to utilize. Then I I don't recommend this to my clients. I wouldn't recommend this for you as entrepreneurs because you already have a body of wisdom work that needs to be shared, and it doesn't need to have some inauthenticity wrapped around it for people to know who you are. I see. See, I like that. And uh, one and one of my uh, great uh, friends and colleagues, Dan Janelle, uh, founder of PR Leads, he draws the distinction between as seen on and as featured in. That, ah, that, that, I like that, it. Yeah, that may seem like something you just throw above the logos, but those have two different things. So as seen on, so you invest in that service, and I actually think I know the one you're talking about, and they get you mentioned on a CBS affiliate in Albuquerque, New Mexico, then yeah, you're on CBS. That's as seen on because you can prove that you were seen on CBS. You were mentioned in a news story or something showed up on your blog and it quoted three sentences from you or, or there was an article that showed you as an example of a social media expert. I mean, yeah, that you were seen on that, but when there is something uh, where the actual article is truly about you or it is actually your article or your interview, that's as featured in. So you see the difference? So they're both legitimate. It's just each in their own place. And and the, the issue is your, your business, you've built a lot of sweat equity, time, energy, talent, and money investing in this business. And this is a long tail for you. This is not a fly-by-night. It's not a quick and dirty. Um, and your reputation is on the line. And that's the biggest thing. So, yes, you can pay for uh, as being on uh, opportunities, and that might work great for you for the short time. But for long-term partnerships and partners and just established business, that's not going to be the best course of action. That's, and that's my opinion. And you know opinions are, are like noses. But I work with clients that build a reputation or their niche from nothing to be nationally or internationally known. So that's why I... I, I a bit opinionated on this topic. Yeah, I, I knew I was going to draw this one out of you. Just like I got fired up about the discussion groups, we got you fired up about about this. Um, yeah, and and I think what happens is people see the uh, you know let's let's buy something so we can get a bunch of logos on our website as a shortcut and say okay, well I'll just slap these logos on my social media profile picture and everybody's gonna say ooh he was on ABC I'm gonna definitely send that one a friend request. It I mean there may be folks who how do I put this nicely? We'll be fooled by that. But on the other hand, yeah. there's something else I want to say to folks, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well, because I have a true social media expert right next to me right now, is that we are in a generation where our market, regardless of what the market is, even if our the people who are you know, to receive our message are not marketers per se, who don't know what we do as marketers, are more marketing savvy than any generation we've seen up until now because of how easy it is to gain information. There are no secrets. Uh, even if you are uh, even if you're an online marketer marketing to people who who are basket weavers and barely know how to use their email, they are more educated about 
marketing strategies in any generation we've seen up until now. So it is possible that you have somebody who just learned how to use Facebook last week who's going to say, oh, uh, NBC, well, how much did they pay for that one? Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, in fact, you know, it's funny you mentioned earlier uh, that I should check my LinkedIn inbox to see if I had any connection requests. First of all, thank you. Second of all, I had three others. <laughs> and third, um, after I accepted all those, uh, I went through and it's giving me these suggestions of all these people I should connect with. So I've just been scrolling through while I was listening to you there because I wanted to see how many people were adding the as seen on and as featured in logos to their profile picture. And I've counted 13 so far. And you haven't been talking that long. Yep, I yeah, I I see it more and more each each uh, each time I log in. So, you know, and and the thing is, ah, there's another one. Keep going. Is, <laughs> and there's another one. Holy always, hell! <laughs> <laughs> and do so you notice maybe six months, eight months ago, there was maybe one or two. So those people stood out. Now everybody's doing it or paying for it, and so the people that have that are truly contributing authors and writers. Um, we'll have links to their articles and we'll have links to videos or podcasts and things like that. So, and, and most people, and I will say, um, unless you're in the marketing realm, most, most people, if they're, if they're true to form, um, and, and I'm going to say they're about, and I, I, this is going to sound maybe a little odd, they're about the art and not necessarily accolades. So they are really good at what they do in their business. They are really good at informing and educating um, their consumers to make better decisions. They're not all about, again, I look at me, aren't I great, I'm a crap. Uh-huh. Not the mentality that they typically have. Right, 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 right. So we have covered, up until now, so many things that can cause people to both gain and lose credibility. Some of the main points I want to draw for our listeners who are turning in, tuning in a little bit late, it's about being persistently consistent. It's about having a strong message. It's about showing yourself as a giving, helping person so people can see your brilliance. And you also want to make sure that you don't do silly uh, things that people are going to see right through or come across as being overly salesy as ways to establish your authority on social media. But Don, are there any other mistakes you see out there that people are making? Because we want to help people in the sense of what they don't need to be doing. What else are people doing out there that could be harming their credibility and authority on social media? Well, I think one of the things to consider is we are in a fantastic generation of boomers, gamers or Xers, Generation Y, Millennials, Eco-Boomers, Generation Z. We are all converging online together. And with that, um, I would think God was raised... Uh, not within social media as a day-to-day -day thing when I was in college because that was a little before my time. So I don't have those what, beard bikini shots. I don't have the Snapchat or Instagram that I have to, I have to worry about. I do for right. my daughter. But one of the things that I see that can help business owners is sites like uh, Brand Yourself, brandyourself.com. This is a site that's both, it's, there's a free version and a fee version. Right. The free version... Excuse me. The free version allows you up to a hundred um, links, so it goes through social media. So you can claim those people with your, not those people with your name. You, I have people in um, in here in the state of Florida that have the same name as I do, who happen to be a realtor. I have an equestrian that also has Don Jensen as a name, and she's won awards. 
but and that's awesome for her, but I don't want to be associated with her because I'm building my own brand. Right. So I, I can confirm the links that are mine. I can deny the links that aren't. And if I do happen to have those you know, bikini shots, college pictures, bachelorette party, whatever, uh-huh. uh, things that I'm tagged in, I can vary that for a fee. So this goes through LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and, and other online data like Spokio, you know, the um, online databases and allows you to, to look at where your prominence is. It helps the prominence of, of how you're rated. And I'm, and I'm not a social or SEO person, so I'm, I'm speaking from that little bit of knowledge that I have. So take that under advisement. Um, but what we'll do is it will help your overall stance on social media. When you put your things out there, if you think of this, uh, when we think of long tail, your digital thumbprint, this is your digital thumbprint, what you say, right. what, you, what you post, how you comment, the, your contribution to the discussions, how you engage people, how you leave people. So if you think about social media as your digital legacy, it is a legacy because it will last way longer than our lifetime because there will always be some kind of archive. And... Thinking in terms of that context, I want you to consider the meaning behind it. This is not a philosophical discussion, but I do want you to give pause to how you're contributing as a, a leader, a thought leader, an industry leader, and even a professional in field. Right, right, right. You know, um, it can get overwhelming. There's all these different social media platforms. We have our we have our FaceIn and Linkbook and Instarist and uh, Pinta <laughs> Pentagram and all this other stuff out there in our in our in our in our MySpace. Oh my God, is anybody still on MySpace? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, there are certain types of industries that should be on MySpace. That's a separate conversation. But uh, MySpace is not dead. It's now become extremely niche. But uh, I had to throw in MySpace because everybody else does at this point. We're supposed to make a little joke about things. But um, no, MySpace is doing well for what it's supposed to be doing. It's been bought out, obviously, and it's been niched into something else. So if you're in certain industries or certain demographics, definitely MySpace is your way to be. Probably not the majority of our listeners, but there are a few out there who really should give MySpace a second look, stop joking about it, and stop doing it. But all the same, that right there leads to a question. How do you not get overwhelmed by all this? So, I mean, how do you not get to the point where somebody like me comes up and cracks a little joke about MySpace and then turns around and says, you should seriously look at it and think, how do you not get overwhelmed by all these platforms? It's, it, you know, it's just, I think the same way as, as how you choose to not get overwhelmed by the amount of channels that are on, on your cable or your streaming on Netflix or Hulu. You know, it, it's interesting to me when, if you took a look at the five, your five best clients, and you ask them where they reside online. You kind of get a pretty good idea of where they focus, and you get a good you get a good grounding for where you need to start. Any right. anybody who's an entrepreneur needs to have a LinkedIn profile. That's a, that's a no brainer for me as a coach. It would be a no brainer for me to tell you that. And again, I'm going to reiterate: you start small. You build deliberately and be consistent. Right. 
Yeah, that's very important. And I think it's also worth it to consider that there are certain platforms that will work well for each person, and there are other platforms that maybe won't matter so much for them. One of the things that we hear frequently is about how we need to get involved in Facebook advertising. And there are some people who do really good at it. There are those that they don't want to spend the money or they don't want to be involved in it. And there are those that say, why am I going to allow myself to be masochistically abused and accused of things I'm not doing (laughs) when I'm the one paying the damn money? I'll just take my money elsewhere. And you know what? To me, all of those are fine. I think those are all absolutely fantastic. I know people on every throughout that spectrum. And the decision I think you ultimately need to make is not whether or not you're going to do Facebook advertising or pack up your toys and go home, or are you going to do Facebook advertising or are you going to do LinkedIn advertising, Twitter advertising, Google advertising, print advertising, other forms of advertising, or maybe the advertising you spend is on a salesperson to pick up the phone and call people on your behalf. On target. You're right, on target. So the idea is to find where your target is. So you don't, it's not possible to be on every social media platform. Although, and tell me your thoughts on this. My thought is you should at least reserve your space on every social media platform and check in every once in a while just so that nobody grabs it and puts your name on it or something like that. That is, I couldn't have said it better. So the site like NameCheck that I had mentioned before or Noem, K-N-O-W-E-M, will give you the indicator on whether that's been taken, those URLs have been taken or not. Yes, and I I strongly suggest that when I'm doing workshops and seminars, this is one of the things that we go over, because it may be that I have no desire right now to go on, I don't know, let's say Instagram first. Right. Argument's sake. But it may be down the line in a couple of years, maybe in a few months, that that's going to be a viable option based on what I'm doing at that point or what I what product or service I bring on at that point. So at least have it reserved just like you would have domain names so that if there is a phase two or phase three of your social media strategy or plan, that it can be implemented. You're already up and running. And another thing that I encourage people to do, of course, is buy your own name. In terms of a domain name, go to GoDaddy or your registrar of choice and buy the variations of your own name, whether you use them or not. We're seeing this, I mean, because we're already into, for all intents and purposes, the 2016 presidential election cycle here in the United States. And we've already had two of the candidates who are now smacking their own foreheads, wishing they had bought their own name because the other party bought it and is now using their own name as a domain name to attack them. And, uh, and their opponents got the .com version, so they themselves don't have to settle for the .org version. They're thinking, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, why didn't I buy this? Now not only is my opposition using it to attack me, but I, there's no way they'll sell it to me. Uh, 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 uh. So even for those I just who never listen- understood that. I even didn't for- understand why that wasn't part of their plan. Even for those who are not listening, even for those who are listening, who have not yet gotten into the online side of your business, buy your own name as a domain name. Even if you think you're just so-and-so that just does this, buy your own name as a domain name and go to all these social media platforms and reserve your accounts, even if you're not using Instagram yet, even if you're not using MySpace for now or whatever and reserve the forward slash your name or your business name or whatever it is just put some content up there if you don't plan to be there regularly and check in once in a while just to be there uh and this is also you have to think about this like you for instance don you have a 
you, there are a lot of people out there named Don Jensen. I did a search for Don Jensen. There's a ton of them. Um, however, uh, you are more likely to be found when somebody looks for Don Jensen just because you've invested uh, time and energy into being found. I have another friend, another client of mine, Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. Uh, there's also another marketer named Jim Palmer. There's a copywriter named Jim Palmer. However, most people, when I say the name Jim Palmer, who don't know which Jim Palmer I'm referring to, they say, oh, you mean your client is the baseball player? <laughs> and he's had to fight that throughout his entire online career going on 10 years. And just within the past couple years, his typing in Jim Palmer without any other modifiers begin to show him results. Other than that, it's been Sober K's and his own marketing. And Jim Palmer is an even more common name than Don Jensen. Now, I have the benefit of there's only one person in the world who has my name. Uh, on the other hand, that's also kind of a curse because I have to be even more careful to guard the name because it would be very easy for somebody to buy it. Yeah. Right. So I know we uh, you know, took a couple different turns here, but uh, you know, based on some audience feedback, some people who saw that you were going to be on here and submitted some questions in advance, I wanted to get some things out there because I wanted to point out some of the things that people are not doing or on social media to establish their expert authority and things that are doing, they're getting in the way of their expert authority. So with all that, we are down to three minutes and I want to give you a minute or two to tell our audience how they can engage with you and how you serve our business creators. Fantastic. So I, I engage with my, my entrepreneurs, I engage with my audience, uh, audiences by doing training, virtual or on-site. I do coaching the same way. So build a path, digital blueprint, presence, online presence, and platform. And it just depends on what the need are. needs are of the client. And the, most times, it's the big picture. So if you were to look at your, where you are right now and where you want to be in three to six months or six months to a year, and we convert that with what that looks like online, that's what I help you do. I put that into small incremental steps that are manageable. And right. if you look for resources, if, you, if you're a, a bootstrapper, do-it-yourselfer, um, and you don't need help uh, having social media done for you, uh, socialmediafirestarter.com is the site that I provide resources and tools for that. That's perfect, and I want to thank you so much for sharing that. And remind everybody that all of the, the experts who appear on Business Creators Radio Show have their own profiles on our website where you can find the links to their social media and their website, and you can connect with them. So, Don Jensen, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us. It's been my honor and everybody's education. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that, and thanks for connecting with me on LinkedIn, and I invite your audience to do the same. Absolutely. Everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the <laughs> Business Creators Radio Show. I want to encourage all of you to take a few moments, check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com, and check us out on iTunes, and join our Facebook page for Business Creators Radio Show, where you can get the latest up-to-date information on how we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.